0: Arkansas Row Crops Radio, providing up-to-date information and timely recommendations on row crop production in Arkansas. Welcome to Arkansas Row Crops Radio. I'm Jared Hartke, Rice Extension Agronomist for the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Welcome rice fans to another episode of Rice and Advice. Today we'll be talking about the ins and outs of harvest aids. So a few things to cover initially, we'll call them ear harvest herbicides. Some questions around those always come up. We we covered some of the true late season herbicides uh, a little while back on an earlier episode with Tommy, a little earlier in the in the year. Uh, but these comments really kind of geared toward Aim and Ultra Blazer, two of the later season ones. We we get a lot of questions on B- uh, Blazer or Ultra Blazer. Uh, has a 50-day PHI pre-harvest interval, so when we're talking about now where we are in the season with you know preparing for harvest and all that stuff, that that option is out. Uh, that's a no-go for rice during heading and beyond. So you know we've got to be be back before heading begins to kind of be in that neighborhood of when that's a viable option. So go ahead and kind of eliminate that one from from being a possibility. So really, the only other along those lines would be AIM and AIM only has a three-day PHI pre-harvest interval. Still with that one we want to be less than 25% grain moisture preferably no milky kernels just to be on the safe side just to make sure there's there's no potential for impact there but really with this one we still don't want to be spraying that far out in front of we want to adhere to the three-day interval on the label but that that's really kind of what we're shooting for is you know three four five days before we intend to be harvesting a field it works really quickly uh you know cleaning up a few things uh, several different things folks may be after but that that's kind of what we're using there really the only other option and again we we want to work pretty quickly and have rice actually be pretty close to where we want it to be for harvest before we go with that option so really shifting gears beyond that kind of the that herbicide point, obviously the the major one for us in rice sodium chlorate or salt. Most of the time we're just talking about uh, referring to it as salt uh, that we're doing to rice. So really getting in the full swing of harvest right now up and down the state. Finally with the the northeast uh, moisture is finally getting to a point we can really start getting up and and moving more consistently. And it's uh, looking like it's only only going to increase from here and and really start knocking out some of harvest, but a few of our majority general recommendations about the use of salt or sodium chlorate, we do have a little bit of a distinction depending on what you're you're raising. So if you're talking about a variety, I'm talking a pure line variety like a Diamond or a CLL-16, those we're, we want to be below 25% grain moisture. and that is from a combined sample that has been checked. Don't just trust the you know the moisture material you know, on the combine. I, you know go go check a sample where it's a sample house. you happen to have one at your shop, something. Uh, just to kind of back that up. If you're trying to do a hand sample, to check moisture just keep in mind you know we pull hand samples a lot for for trials and things just checking where stuff is and then we'll you know we'll go cut a plot we've done a lot of the comparisons a hand sample it always come out two to three percent lower than what that rice actually is in the field so you go pull a hand sample and say oh it's 23 it's probably 25 or 26 percent at that point zayo just as one example so uh, you know Hand samples can, can have their utility, but, but be careful trusting them to be actually that close to what it's really going to be when you start harvesting. So again, four varieties, below 25% grain moisture before we want to consider salting. And when we move over, talking about hybrids, XP753, uh, RT7521FP. For those who want to be below 23% moisture, again, same, same comments on sampling where that comes from. Uh, we've seen just a little bit of a distinction for wanting to be a little bit lower moisture. What do I kind of pin that on? Really the longer panicles uh, that, that those hybrids can have a tendency to have with the greater discrepancy in grain moisture throughout it and, and potentially having some more still finishing development kernels uh, there at the at the base of the head. So with that and kind of those timings, another major recommendation is we're trying to harvest a field that we have salted in three to five days after application. And really what that means is I want to be in that field by three days after application and done with that field by five days after application. I I do not want it lingering out there any longer than that. From a rate standpoint, uh, we're usually talking five to six pounds active. Uh, the the more common products right now are five pounds of active ingredient per gallon, so pretty comfortable. You know, easy recommendation rate is is a gallon of those a gallon of product per acre of those five pound material. So that's that's pretty standard there. The timing of a salt application should always take into account the moisture level you're shooting for, that that you're comfortable beginning harvest that. So. You know, we start talking, are you comfortable beginning harvest at 20% moisture or do you want it 18% below? That's it's going to be a major player in when we actually should be making a salt application on rice. So obviously, We talk about some of the restrictions, you know, we want to start you know below this point, but that's just one layer. The other layer is what moisture do we want the rice to be when we actually do put the combine in it. So if we're salting at a high moisture the problem is you may have to wait longer than that three to five days I mentioned earlier to actually begin harvest if you're targeting something lower. So what's the problem? Why the five days? Why not want to be done then? As the upper part of that plant dries out and, and the, the portions of the panicle, the rachis thing that, that actually hold the grain on the plant, they're really drying out and becoming brittle and not going to hold onto the grain as well. So that's going to increase our risk of shattering the longer the rice sits out there after a salt application, and the longer the grain is sitting out there on the plant, drying down in the field, yeah, it's still drying down, but it's also exposed to to the heavy dew uh, night after night, uh, typically re-wetting and drying, and the longer it sits out there, the greater risk of of fissures or cracking in those kernels from that wetting and drying that's going to drive milling yields down. So that's the other concern, part of that. Depending on the temperature and humidity once we get to around 25 percent grain moisture again These very generalized comments, but once we get to around 25 percent grain moisture from there on in You can generally expect somewhere between a half to a whole point half to one percent of moisture drop per day This is generally true for long grains. It's not always quite as true for medium grains jupiter would be one in particular that doesn't always play by the rules uh but again the the temperature and humidity are going to be big drivers in what that that daily drop is and certainly any you know big front that comes in that say spikes humidity really high or a big rainfall event something that's going to reset the clock a little bit that we have to you know back up and start drying back out again a little bit so Uh, always issues with saying it's going to consistently do that. But barring any any big changes to conditions, that's the generalized follow-up, a half to one point per day. When we apply salt to rice, basically you get an immediate extra jump down of one and a half to two percent. So when we compare non-salted rice or the control to rice that we did salt at 3 to 4 or 7 to 10 days after application, you continue to see that one and a half two percent gap. So that means whether you salt or not, the moisture just keeps trending down at a similar pace. You just get an extra reduction from the salt. So we go ahead and take that extra jump down there to keep moving. So with that in mind, again, you're, you're not always getting... An, a big dramatic drop out of a salt application i mean there's other benefits to what is drying out that upper canopy and what it can do for ease of harvest some of those elements but it's not alone you know, gonna going to make a drop so if we if we start talking about salting at you know 24 25 percent well at three to four days the the salted may be at you know 20 uh but you know the where you didn't salt that grain moisture would be you know 21 22. So, what about some situational stuff, just uh, to throw a few examples out there of, of things we could run into around this time and again, reflective of some questions we're getting out there. Let's say I'm at 25% moisture, but I want my rice to be 18% when I start cutting. Uh, that means you most likely need to wait a few days before you consider applying salt. Why? Because after three days, you may still only be at 20% moisture. This is going to leave you wanting to wait a little bit longer, a few more days. Now we're five to seven days potentially out before we're going to consider beginning harvest. Just bringing more risk to the table. So it's better to wait until that 22 to 23% moisture. Then by the time we're about three days out from there, we should be at least knocking on the door of 18% where we can consider starting. Another scenario didn't address some of this earlier about the low end moisture. We really don't. Uh, some more recent data says we don't have to be quite as worried about that lower end moisture cutoff as we were in the past, but we have to do a few things a certain way to make it not a risk. So let's say I'm at 18% moisture, and you know, been told you know old rule you know don't salt below that, but it depends. There aren't really any savings from a drying charge standpoint when, once you're at this moisture, but particularly for those folks running stripper headers, the leaves are still very green, even though the grain's getting pretty dry. We know that can be a problem. Uh, that Using using stripper headers is, is a different element than running the draper headers in rice, and the benefits of salt uh, can can go further, certainly. Anybody running stripper headers already knows that. I'm preaching in the choir. But... The goal there, if we're talking like eighteen percent moisture, or even a little lower, and it just feel really green, uh, it's it's going to give my header trouble. Uh, I need to be able to get up to speed, so I want to just you know knock it out a little bit. Mainly going after you know the green leaves, not so much the green moisture. Then we can talk about maybe lowering that rate to again still talking about five pound active material. You can start talking about going to a half gallon. It's still going to work very rapidly and do the job on that upper canopy very quickly, but we want to target getting into that field 24 to 48 hours after that application and minimize just how much that that grain moisture wants to drop and that risk coming into play. Uh, we, we've looked at a little bit of that over the years, and if we're getting in there very quickly and out of there, then then the risk and impacts are very low. Certainly, we don't want to flirt with uh, trying to you know beat known. One- immediate, you know, upcoming rainfall events that that are there. We want to try to dodge that stuff and, and stay out of that neighborhood. So again, just just a, a pretty broad generalization of some of our wrecks. There's there's plenty of times where, where the payoff is probably just to wait a few more days and and avoid salting if we don't really have to have it. But absolutely situations running uh, stripper headers and things where uh, it's, it's a very, very good tool to use, but I've used this example a lot of times. Uh, use of salt applications is a lot like a hammer. When you hit the nail, it's great. When you hit your thumb, not so great. So we just want to be careful as we kind of manage through some of these options and, and try to get things to play out. Now, certainly with, with the risks that are there, we've seen instances where uh, both plot-wise and you know, research and at a commercial level where you know sometimes harvest gets strung out a little bit and we don't get penalized that bad certainly we hope that uh, if we get pushed into that scenario but best from everything we've seen to avoid prolonged periods between application and harvest so we want it to all happen fairly quickly and uh, obviously that's the goal anyway we're trying to get the crop out as quick as we can so uh, certainly, if you have any other any questions, feel free to to reach out, uh, call, text, email anything, no problem. Uh, you can you can find um, go to for any obviously rice related questions. Jump over to our website slash rice Uh, There you can find uh, a ton of our publications and other information, uh, including the Rice Management Guide, which is online or county extension office. Uh, Always good to uh, sign up for our text service. I know it's the end of the season, but to get text messages to receive these or other updates, text the word RICE to 501-300-8883. And again, feel free to get a hold of of me or my counterparts at any time with any questions. And with that, thank you for joining us for this episode of Rice and Advice on Arkansas Row Crops Radio. Have a rice day. Arkansas Row Crops Radio is a production of the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. For more information, please contact your local county extension agent or visit uaex.uada.edu.